This episode was sponsored by Quests for Authenticity, the first and only coaching program that uses D&D to help people become just as confident in real life as their characters are at the table. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. So now that we have a really good idea of what a monk kind of embodies, their their the build up to the point that they're going to start being played as a character, they're going to start adventuring. Um, let's start working through the class features that your a monk build will get starting at level one. Um, that every monk is going to start off with when you're creating your monk. Yeah, absolutely. So class features, um, they're pretty. Uh, a little on the low end when it comes to hit, hit dice, uh, but it's a D8 uh, per monk level, uh, of course, plus constitution. Um, they get zero proficiency with armor. So like the wizard and sorcerer, just nothing. Uh, weapons, interestingly, simple weapons and short swords. Um, and then they can choose one type of artisan tools or one musical instrument. And it, I love that because it kind of goes into the um the backstory and the whole like like vibe of this class that um a lot of in like an ancient japan i think i, I may be getting the, the nation wrong but calligraphy and the paintbrush style and those long strokes were taught in tandem with sword techniques because it's the same moves and the same necessary control and so a lot of like the beautiful art that would come out of those same dynasties also produced a lot of warriors because uh, you know, it's the same kind of thing. And you think back to like the original Karate Kid of Mr. Miyagi, he's got him painting decks and, and fences and stuff and washing cars because it's the same motions, right? And so when I see this, I'm like, oh, that's actually really cool that if you're like, you know, the artisan tool is like, you know, a calligraphy set or it's woodworking and the musical instrument could be a drum or a very kind of weird instrument that has a lot of motion with it or it requires a lot of like breath control. I could really see like leaning into that as well, um, which is, I think, just beautiful. Yeah, um, I really like that because when I read this, I, my brain would just as associated with that the idea that they're living in cloisters and monasteries where everybody has to serve a purpose in order yeah. for this this group to function as a whole. And so your job, you're the cook, like you need to make food for everyone or you need to, you know, create poultices and salves for everyone for wounds, like everyone has a job to fill. And so I saw this more as just like how they exist within like their world and needing to contribute more than just I can punch things. And so I really like your perspective because I'd never thought about that, but that's that's very true. And I think that's a really cool like way to, to work some of that in. Yeah, and I'm not 100% sure that either one of those is right, but they both work and you can use both simultaneously and I love it. Um, but yeah, so saving throws, strength and dexterity, and then they can Makes choose. Sense. Yep, and they can choose two skills, acrobatics, athletics, history, insight, religion, and stealth. Um, and then they can either get a short sword or a different simple weapon. A spear is a really common choice, which is really great for, uh, for just kind of the, the tags that it has. Spears, it's, uh, um, oh simple. gosh. Yeah, but versatile? Uh, versatile, yeah. It can do right? two-handed, okay. yeah. Yeah, so that's part of it too. And I think it's like a D8 or something. Um, 
I'm looking it up now to make sure I'm not wrong. But uh, yes, yeah, so a D6, but it's got uh, it can be thrown and it's versatile. So you can do a lot of things with this, uh, a spear. So it's a pretty common choice. Uh, Dungeoneering pack, Explorer's pack, 10 darts. Um, and darts. And That's ten a little darts. bit random. <laughs> yeah, just like, all right, cool. Thanks for the darts, I guess. Um, but... It's funny to have it be like someone, like your character has these darts, but they're literally just like playing darts games. And you're like, yeah, we had to pass the time at the monastery somehow. <laughs> I forgot exactly. we had we had darts on Tuesday and I left on Monday totally forgot to take them out of my bag yeah exactly um I think also too this might be a subtle nod to like shuriken like to the throwing stars that it's a small okay. thing that you can throw that does like you know one d4 or just one point uh, it's very minimal yeah well I mean it does one d4 so that's dagger damage right I mean that's true so Ranged I got dagger damage yeah yeah uh, so I, I like that pot, that potential flavor. Um, and then you kind of get into the meat and potatoes of like first level um, monk is they get unarmored defense, which is similar to what barbarians have, but there's a few differences. So basically is that when you're not uh, wearing armor and not wearing a shield, wielding a shield, uh, your AC is 10 plus your dex and your wisdom modifier. So those are the two like big key um or first no clue that those are the key uh <laughs> um <laughs> we'll get into key soon <laughs> dang it casey um those are the kind of the essential attributes uh for the monk because later on even with some of the subclasses wisdom becomes very important uh dex is really important for uh, ac always and also they get a thing where they can uh well the very next thing in martial arts uh, they get uh, a couple of features here that while you're unarmed uh, and or wielding only a monk weapon and you aren't wearing any armor uh, so or a wearing a shield. A monk weapon is just like a simple weapon, right? That's not its own special caveat yeah, of weapons. It's, it's the two things that you've got, the short swords okay. and any simple melee weapon that doesn't have the two-handed or the heavy property. Okay. So anything that you can really like move and flow with, um, which makes a lot of sense. So basically you can use dexterity instead of strength for the attack and damage rolls of all of your unarmored, your unarmed strikes and monk weapons. So the idea here is that the, the you can play them any way you want, but what is what with the grain of the intent of this kind of class is that they're not wearing armor or any shields they are only carrying the most simple of weapons or no weapons at all. And they can um, use their dexterity instead of their strength. And so you literally can have a monk that's just wearing simple clothes, no weapons, and they could just wreck a battlefield, which is kind of cool, just the visual image of it, um, because they're supposed to live simply, because they get to use their decks and their wisdom for their AC. They can use their decks again for their attacks and damages, even when they're not using a, a finesse weapon. So that's kind of great. So you can kind of pool all of your uh, resources into dexterity, and it's going to help you a lot of different places. I just thought Okay, I just thought of another potential reference for a monk. Tell me if you think this is right. Neo from The Matrix. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think because I think when you said like they can go series. into battle and just like wreck it, it reminded me of that scene in The Matrix with Neo. And I was like, oh, that that could, he could be a monk as well. Like, again, Absolute. just a different breed yeah. of monk, but 
Absolutely. I mean, not only is it a great martial arts movie, but it's also very much about looking into yourself and deciding what you want, what is real, what is not. And does that make a difference about what you truly want out of life? Right. So that was just a very like philosophical, like monkey kind of thing. I love it. Um, So not only can you use your decks uh, instead of strength for attack and damage, when you make an, a, a unarmed strike, you can do a D4 instead of what's normal, which usually is just whatever your strength score is. Mm-hmm. So that's not usually going to be a lot. So it can be a D4 plus your strength or your dex uh, modifier. And that's going to move up uh, in dice size as you get higher in level. So, um, for example, at like fifth level, it turns from a D4 to a d6 and caps out at a d10 which is better than a lot of weapons out there and you don't have to have anything with you no one can ever like make you drop your weapon you aren't carrying yeah. any weapons you are the weapons your hands are registered <laughs> as lethal weapons in 27 states which is not a thing by the way um and all that so that's kind of neat and then additionally when you use the attack action um either wearing holding a monk weapon or unarmed strike you can make an additional one arm uh, one unarmed strike as a bonus action so it's like they're uh they basically call out that yes you can do two uh a two-handed weapon a two-weapon attack a dual wielding because your hands are your weapons and you have two of them presumably so you can attack as a bonus action with that one too. And that's um, assuming that you're not, if you're, you have like a versatile weapon, like a quarter staff or a spear, mm-hmm. that you're not using it two handed. Right. Because you only get one you bonus. You don't action. have both your weapons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and you still only get ever one bonus action. So, yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah. So that means at level one, they can attack twice. And they can do at least a d4 plus probably plus three on each of those that's out the gate people talk about how fighters get a lot of attacks monks give them a good run for their money especially out of the gate Thanks so much for watching this week, guys. This episode was brought to you by Quest for Authenticity, the first and only coaching program that uses D&D to help you become just as confident in real life as your D&D character is at the game table. If you're curious how you would measure up to your character, head over to www.questsforauthenticity.com to take a free quiz and find out. New episodes of the Compendium are published twice a week. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and follow along so that you're the first to know every time new content gets pushed out. Also, if you are enjoying this resource that Jason and I have put together and it is helping you spend less time having to learn the rules of D&D so that you can spend your free time actually getting to play, consider supporting us on Patreon. All of this work that we do comes out of pocket and out of our free times. And so Patreon is a great way to help support the costs that go into actually producing this content that we provide for you guys at no charge. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you guys next time.